Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts podcast for July 9th of 2017. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh for HockeyHurts.com. We're a little bit delayed from July 1. It's July 9th now. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about how free agency shook out, where certain teams, how they look. Uh, Definitely going to dive into the Washington Capitals, probably touch on the Dallas Stars a little bit. Uh, We have a monster contract that was handed out to Connor McDavid. We'll share some thoughts about that. And we have some listener questions, and that's kind of what our the show is going to be like today. And unlike all the other podcasts, this one is actually not coming from Australia. No, London. <laughs> Still an international podcast, but oh, we haven't we haven't got rid of that. <laughs> so while she, while she's hanging out in the UK, how is it? I am indeed. I'll... It's great. Um, I got sunburnt, if you can believe that. Um, yeah, so wasn't expecting that to happen. Uh, I've just literally been watching my little brother play cricket and, and watching professionals play cricket. So nice and relaxing. I definitely feel like I'm in holiday mode. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when I go back to work in like 20 days. No sunburn, Perth. England sunburn. That's that's good. Yeah. How stupid is that? Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I got sunburned too, but, you know. I was at the beach. Well, you're allowed to get sunburned there. Put the sunscreen on the kids, not me. I, I guess I got that right. Oh, I wasn't do it. it. <laughs> you do it that way. Don't put it on yourself and let the kids fry. That's a yeah, very good point. I didn't, uh, didn't want that one hung on me. <laughs> No, don't be responsible for that. Uh, so, should we start with um, the Capitals? We show the crazy ass bastards. Yeah, they. Uh, well, okay. So, this off season was always going to be a tough one for them to kind of navigate around. Mm. They needed to spend a lot of money to keep certain players around. Famously, the T.J. Oshie extension, eight years for, was it 5.75 million? Sounds about right. Yeah, it's for too long. Well, yes, that is true. But it, he, the player, is still good. Yeah. But yep. signing him to 5.75 million does create a problem now, even if the term of the contract's the worst part. Usually with these long-term contracts, your short-term looks great. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but for this one, it really pinched their salary cap space, and they ended up needing to make some panic moves. Just out of curiosity, would you have let Oshie walk and kept Johansson? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's what because, I would have done as well. Because here's the deal. Why did you need to give him eight years in the first place? You know? Yeah, you're right. Why you didn't. You're exactly right. Who was giving him eight years? And, and so what if they were? Okay. Go take it. Johansson's at $4.5 million for the next two years. And he's still going to be an RFA. 
Because they lost Schmidt. They lost Johansson. They, they really mangled that expansion draft. They should have allowed Grubauer to be selected. They should have paid... Um, I don't think the cost would have been too high to keep their hands off of Schmidt. Because losing Schmidt has really... Um, really took a hit on their defense core. Because Schmidt is an RFA. He's not going to break the bank. No. I don't think. Nope. He hasn't signed yet, I don't believe. But, you know, now you got Niskanen, Orpik, Orlov, and Carlson, and Taylor Chorney. Like, what are you doing? We've only got five signed. Like, exclude their, their depth. Like, they've got five NHL contracts up at the moment. And one of them's Taylor Sorry. Charlie. Yeah. And, and Brooks Orpik. Brooks Orpik. Yeah. <laughs> so you got three good defensemen, and then, I don't know. You know, a massive tail off. They've just, they've lost, they've lost their depth as well up front. And like we've said before, the aging curve might be starting to catch up to Ovi. He's still going to be good, but... He's not good enough to drive the play as well five v five as he used to. Um, you yeah, know, do he, you just... he used to be a good possession player during the MVP stretch. Yeah, but that has tailed off significantly. Yep, and that's fine for a guy at thirty one who plays the way he does. So they've got to work out how to work around it. Looking at the roster right now. The Backstrom contract is amazing, I think. Yes. Um, but then, like, Ovi's is fine. I don't, I don't really, you know, 9.5, he was the best on the planet, or close to at the time. Definitely the best goal yeah. scorer. And, um, but then you get to the Kuznetsov, obviously a really good player. And Oshi, good player. Orlov, good player. Are we so certain that Orlov needed 5.1 right now? Are we certain that Kuznetsov, even with the, whatever KHL leverage he was trying to pull there, that he they needed to go 7.8 and 5.75 with Oshi? All that money well, adds up. If you say if you save like 700 grand on each of them, it's a competent depth player that they're missing right now. Defenseman and this one one thing I will. We'll ask about Kuznetsov. Is that what? What's your cutoff for um, good to star to superstar money? Like, because seven point eight to me starts pushing that superstar range of coin, and I'm like, is Kuzi there yet? And if he is, because is that seven point eight by seven or eight years? I assume it's well, it's it's up there. I don't know It'll if it's be seven eight. or eight. Well, all I'm, if it's if it's eight years and they get him through until he's he's eight. like thirty three, yeah. So they've got him till thirty three on a seven point eight contract. For if he is a superstar, then that becomes the Nick Backstrom contract that they've got there, you know, in the inflated salary cap. So it's not that bad. Your question stands though: Is seven point eight what you should be giving ostensibly your second line center? If the cap goes up, sure. This sport needs to market itself before that you can guarantee that cap will go up. <laughs> yep, you're right. Um, just trying to look over some of his offenses. Well, you know, his 
2015-16-16-17 season, he was 2.54 points per 60 the year prior, and this year he was 2.10. So he's he's producing offense at a quality rate, and you know he's 50. If you average the two years together, he's kind of a 52-ish possession player. So he's putting up offensive numbers at a good rate at even strength. So. So yeah, that's the thing. You get there and go, the numbers you've thrown at me there, 7.8's fine. The 5.75 for Oshie isn't. And then the 5.5 for Orpik isn't. Well, and the that's 5. where they really screwed up. They should have bought him yeah. out. They really should have bought him out. And then you're not trading Johansson for draft picks that they don't – doesn't help them right now. They had no. to trade a guy away because of money, so they couldn't even get value back on Johansson. Just a terrible trade, really. And who was on the other end of it? Ray don't lose too many. No, he's very good at trades, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the Doug Murray thing, of course, that's one of his famous bad ones. But, I mean, he, he stole Neil and Niskanen. He stole Taylor Hall. He, Kunitz, Chris Kunitz was one of his trades for Ryan Whitney. And now you have Johansson for, you know, they just picked number one overall in the draft. What's a second or a third round pick to them now? Correct. Yeah, they're, they're very happy. <laughs> so Ray's, Ray's doing some work in Jersey. It's, uh, mostly good. But yeah, the, you got Orpix sitting there. We, we knew that contract was going to be a mess for them eventually. Um, and the worst part about the Orlov contract isn't I think they will get value from it. I think Orlov is very good. But while he's on his ELC, they treated him like he wasn't good enough. So all the years they could have got him cheap, they didn't. And then when they finally played him, and he probably was this good the whole time, now they, you know, they had to really buck up. It's it's coach. It's coaches still haven't shifted. You can see. You can see that that you know. The people that like we follow on Twitter and podcasts like us, you can see that we're all looking to try and find cheap young players to step in and play well on the cheap. But the coaching staff still are in that, oh, we can't trust him because he's young sort of deal. And, and until that changes, you're going to have these all of situations where they could have got four, well, five relatively cheap years out of all of. Um, you know, with not a bridge contract for his RFAs. Not signed Orpik because well, you were playing and, and the reason, And the reasons that Orpik was signed highlights the lack of faith in youthful players. That, that you know, they co-inhabit each other, this thing. It's like, oh, we've got to have Orpik for the experience so we can show the young guys what to do. Well, you need to play the young guys and not have Orpik play and just let them learn on the job. It's the only way that they develop at this level to become the players that you want them to be when you do have to sign them at 5.1. So they've, they've done a lot of really poor things, in my opinion. Also, with a contract like Oshie, you have to ask yourself, could we have gone dumpster diving in the free agent pool and found scoring wingers? And I think the answer to that question is yes. This year there were some relatively cheaper options that it's it's a band-aid approach but you're in a win now with money tight and at 
would you rather have try Patrick Sharp on the right wing on one of those lines for a little bit and keep Johansson or sign TJ Oshie and only have like you know what I mean? There are guys yeah, out no, there no, like no, Mike Camilleri no, just signed for a million. I'm not saying these guys are sure things. Alesh Hemsky just signed pretty cheap in Montreal, I believe. Um, yeah, am I what correct about, with that? What about UC Okunen? Oh, God. I mean, everybody f- fucked that up. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Edmonton. She really oh, got one right. Yeah, fuck. Why do you have to go there? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's ridiculous that a player of Jokinen's caliber is out there for one year, rental, cheap, and nobody's Edmonton figured it out? Edmonton can't figure anything out. No. no but that's it. Dude, that's a great, another great example. And especially for him, he can play center and wing and move around, and you get a little, little bit more flexibility. Scott Hartnell, I, I know he went back to Nashville where he used to play, so maybe that inch sharp is... I guess all these guys, Camilleri, went to some of their former teams on the cheap. But, you know, if Washington's doing their job, it's not a tough sell to get players to want to play there right now. They're still unless a good team. They are, unless those comments of McClellan saying, you could tell that we were going to lose game seven. It was toxic. You know, uh, unless well, that yeah, permeates. Yeah, he doesn't need through. to be saying that, that's for sure. No, but, like, because you, you're right. That should be a destination you want to go and play at, right? Um, but those things sort of come out. It's like, well, if I'm going to go and you know, give it one last crack, well, why am I not, you know, why would I want to go and do it there? You know, Justin Williams bolted. He's supposed to be, you know, game seven savior sort of thing. And I just don't, I don't Oh, Well, he finally know, got paid, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what. Um, I don't know what that franchise is going to do now. They're in that bad Vancouver spot that they had for a couple of years after their cup run. They're not in the same spot as Vancouver because no. Vancouver is the most unique team in the league in the sense that their two star players are brothers and they need to play with each other. They can't separate them, whereas other teams can sell off the parts individually. I know, but. Right after the year they lost the cup, they were all right, and then it sort of declined really quickly with yep. some bad GMing. This could happen to this team. And like you know, you've said and McClellan has said, they went all in. We're in the situation now of a team that went for the cup and didn't win the cup, and now we're in that. Yeah, but you know, he. In theory, I don't disagree with his premise there at all because sometimes you do push your chips in knowing that a uh, little bit of your long-term window you're you're limiting it a little bit but to the extent that they fucked this offseason up they didn't have to be do it like this they didn't have to sign no, they, they didn't they didn't need to not buy brooks or pick out this is bad yeah. as bad as it is yeah. because they made poor choices not because Oh, we went all in, so therefore we had no choice. No, you you went all in and then handled the fallout like crap. Yeah, so that, and that's exactly what Vancouver did. Vancouver still had enough top quality players there to retool and go again, and they just made bad choices. You know, Gillis lost his job for that. Um, 
if this goes pear-shaped real quick, it wouldn't surprise me if Leonsis gives him the arse at the end of this season. Well, you know what they could have done that would have made all the sense in the world? Is they could have kept all these players and traded Ovi. I know that's a tough one. I'm telling you. Logically, I get it because you'd get the house back. Um, 9.5 is a huge chunk. And his 5v5 numbers are slipping, as you referenced earlier. Yeah, it's just getting tougher and, and, and tougher for him. And you'd get a lot back, but you, you want roster back. You don't want a, a truckload of futures. Uh, well, for that one, getting that kind of salary off is a win in itself. I think. Well, you, you take the salary off, right, and say you get three first-round picks three years in a row for whoever takes it, right? Actually, I'm a little cruel on Ovi. He, his 5v5 numbers were actually all right last year. 2.17. So wh- what, do you, what do you do with his, with the lack of production you're going to get from him now? Like, how do you fill that roster spot? You have to go out and overpay in free agency. Well, no, and you lose he, some of that capital. Not necessarily. I just, the way we that's... just named off a bunch of guys like a Jokin. This and franchise the... hasn't shown any. No, I'm saying how you previous... would do it, not that they would do it. Well, okay, well then that's yeah. You're exactly right. You, you go and you, you dump the dive. You're exactly right. Marcher show would have been an option as well. Um, it's just yeah. That just would have been franchise changing doing that. And McClellan and, and Leonsis just obviously aren't don't have the appetite for it right now. You know, I would look at a team like Arizona. Twenty-one million in cap space. They would probably love to have a star to market like that. Ovi's only got four years left on this contract. It's a lot more. That's not as damning as if it were six or seven more years. No, but he does that contract. He bails. He's gone. I don't think he's signing again to stay around. Where in Arizona? I, I meant NHL. I think he'll go oh, play in the cage. Well, it's still four years. No, it's, yeah, I just don't think he's going to get there and hang around till he's, you know, 38 or 39 playing in the NHL. I think he'll go to the KHL. Um, I don't know. I could see a scenario that that could happen, but I can also see him staying. They'll I, still make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I think so, but Carolina's getting better pretty quick. If you, I guess we could segue into Carolina yep. if you'd like to. I know you wanted to speak about them a little bit. But, yeah, uh, just to close off on Washington, they're in a tough spot, and I don't think they're uh, – I know people joke about the President's Trophy stuff, but I do find that impressive that they've been winning President's Trophies. That really does show – over the long haul, it's not a fluke. They were, they were a really good team. And in the playoffs, when you get in those seven-game series, you know, they haven't gotten it done, but I'm not going to pretend like they weren't a good team because they were. No. Yeah. And, I mean, Ivy's a Hall of Famer, even though he hasn't won the Cup. That's the reality of it. Um, if he left right now, just happens. You know, just happens that the Capitals are cursed from the Penguins. I mean... They've beaten them in quite a few playoff series in a couple of different eras now. 
it's happened quite frequently. So, um, so where do you want to start with Carolina? Well, it looks like they've um, managed to solve the, the biggest problem that they had. I'm going to go out on a limb and say goaltending. Well, I still kept Cam Ward, but he's not going to be starting 60 games. So, I still um, don't get that signing. I still do not get it. Well, they got rid of Lack. Just like I would have kept Eddie as the backup and let Cam Ward walk. I legitimately, like, Lack was terrible last year. I'm not even going to try and suggest otherwise. But Cam Ward has done nothing to show me that, one, he wants to be a backup because that's what he's going to be now. Oh, he and is now. Two, There's no. Yeah. And two, that you're paying your backup $3.3 million. Like, that's. And it's only for one year, I get that. So it's not going to affect them in regards to re-signing some of these defensemen that they, they're going to have to sign. They're, like, they're um, $17 million under, though, so it's a whatever. Yeah, I know. And their highest-paid player is only $6 million, and that's Jordan Stahl. So they're, they're fine with all of that, but you, you sit there and, and look at that roster, and they've just quietly sort of turned it around and, and, and picked players that are the right age, and I mean, Justin Williams is, is lobbed back in, so I would be very surprised if they don't make the playoffs this year, to be honest. They're they're one of those teams that you keep hearing next step, next step, but I, I do think 2017-18 has potential for them, because last year, uh, I, I believe they were a pretty solid possession team, if I'm going on my memory. Yep, they just got tanked by their net. Yeah, they were fifth best. Yep. And their five v five save percentage was twenty ninth at nine one two. Jeez, nine one two. No shit. Yeah, you can't win like yeah. that. So, but no. if they're still a good team and with the, which they should be, I think they got better. Justin Williams yeah. is a good player still. Jordan Stahl finally got to play with talented line mates. And, and four and, and a half for two years isn't going to kill what... Kruger. It's okay for depth. Lindholm should, yeah. you know, he's he's getting better and better each year. Aho. Yep. And then they have a good, uh, good core of defensemen. Decent enough. If it all goes, if it does all go pear-shaped, you're going to be able to give up Stepniak because he doesn't seem to play with anybody for more than a year. Um, and maybe move Kruger if, if it you know really goes badly. So they're in a, they're in a good spot um, in regards to where they sit. I mean, the, the biggest question is, can Darling play 60 games and play them well? I think you'll get league average there as a floor. All, I'd be surprised. That's all you ask for. I'd be surprised if it dropped down. But I, I do like it's them cool. to, to make a little bit more noise than they have. They are, what are they? Cap space they currently have is $17 million, right? Yeah. They have 3.3, $4.6 million wrapped up in other players' contracts. Eddie Lack retained salary, Semen buyout, and Wisniewski, $1 million. So they are so far away with their current roster from paying at anything when you think about it. Like, they theoretically could be $21 million under the cap. Yeah. It's ridiculous. 
<laughs> yeah, they're going to be fine. I, I would not surprise me. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing for them is that, like, you have a look at the Metropolitan Division and the Rangers' defense got better. Pittsburgh's... And we, and we will talk about that as we get going. Yeah. We'll start talking a little bit more about individuals, um, uh, some of those signings as we as we go along. So yeah. didn't forget about it. So no, 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 because you, you, like New Jersey, you know, and New Jersey, the Islanders are static even with the Everly dealing. The Flyers, I, I think, um, with the Nolan Patrick signing, if he can actually be healthy. Because so I think he's gone and had surgery again. Um, you know, it's a tough division for them to climb. I mean, you're relying on teams to sort of go backwards a little bit and for them to to, to win points. So, well, Washington you've got to try did go backwards, but I'm not I'm not sold yet. It's backwards enough. It's a this is the thing. Like they won a bazillion points last year, right? They have to to lose a lot of points to to fall down far enough for Carolina to jump them. That's all. I, I think they can jump the Islanders. Yeah, well, the Islanders. They, <laughs> they, Garth is, man. Garth is the, Garth. You got the good. You got the bad. It's always one or the other, and it balances each other out. And they're just kind of there. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, the Islanders. And they gave up. Uh, well, they, you know. Eberly is a good get. Had to do I still don't understand. They, they told, John Tavares had like the best contract in the NHL, and they just fucked it up. <laughs> yes, they did. $5.5 5 for five years, and they didn't do shit. He was giving them probably $10 million a year play. Output, yeah. Yeah. Because wherever he goes next, he's making bank, surely. So, um, was there any other specific thing on Carolina? No, but I, I expect them to be a playoff team. Not necessarily a contender for the cup, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got, get to the second round. I, I would, could believe that they'd win a round. Yeah. And we saw with the Senators that anything happens after that. Yeah, I mean that that is true. Although I thought Carolina was probably better than Senators last year, minus the goaltending. Probably they just. I mean, they don't have an Aaron Carlson. I'm not pretending that <laughs> that's not a big part of Ottawa, but team depth, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. there's there's actually another <laughs> team in the West that I find intriguing, and. Another team with goaltending problems, go figure. Uh, Dallas. And <laughs> what they are doing right now, I think is actually not, it's not dumb. I think their GM is looking at Tyler Sagan making $5.75 million the next two years. Jason Spetz on the last two years of his deal and being like, okay, I got I to gotta do something now. Nothing screams that more than the Radulov contract, which, you know, great return to the NHL. I really never had concerns about him as a player, but he's not young. He went away to the KHL for quite a number of years. He's 31. Yeah. 
So, but he's going to help him right now in this two-year window that I'm assuming that they want to go for it. And they sign Han- Hansel yep. to, to play center there. So, he's so hot right now, that Hansel. Yeah. And um, they got Mark Mathot, which I think will help their blue line. So Mathot, Klingberg, Hamuse, and they got a few young guys. Uh, Essa Lindell, is it's this when Lindell. he takes the next step? He's kind of been in one of them Orlov situations where they don't play him. I don't know if the players are comparable between the two of them, but I think it's one of those situations yeah. where you got a ELC defenseman and you're just not playing him. The only thing that worries me about the way this team's built is the coach. I don't... Yeah, the coach sucks. I worry... I could understand why they thought, yeah, we need to move on from um, Lydia Ruff. That that made sense to me. I, they were unsuccessful. Yeah, move on from him. But this is a complete 180 in regards to what this coach wants out of players and what these players possess as skill sets. Jamie Men's not a back-checking winger. Neither is Jason Spears. Radulov's not. Um, <laughs> nope. You know what I mean? So you're going to have a hard-ass coach come in and go, right, this is what we're going to do. I would not would not surprise me if the, it could go one or two ways. It can be a beautiful, you know, opposite to tract kind of thing, or it could completely blow up and... I wouldn't surprise me if that happens, really. But they're definitely all in. I think. Oh, yeah, no, they, they're going for it. You're exactly right. But they had Jamie Benn on a great contract. That is no longer the case. Not that this contract's bad. You pay a guy like Jamie Benn his $9.5 million, and that's just kind of what you have to do. Um, no way around that one. But they no, didn't make the most of not. his bridge deal. I mean, he's 27, so he's statistically out of his prime, but that doesn't mean he won't be incredibly effective moving forward. As long as he can stay healthy. Just with the way he plays. He's Sagan, too, for that. Got a little... he's, yeah. Well, yeah. Both kind of been hurt. Yeah. I mean, they still got Radic, Radic facts that are to try and sign and, and do something with. and They don't have a ton of cap space. I, was, I, no. I, I got done writing an article today. Uh, another one of those Penguins third-line center things that has become so fun. To, <laughs> uh, you know, that they're going to trade for one, so you got to go through the teams and see what makes sense. And after Hansel signs with Dallas, they have a little bit of depth at that position and they could move Spezza back to center and since they're in this two-year window of win now maybe a Hornquist or a Haglin is something that is palatable to them knowing that hey Fax is probably a really good young player his best is yet to come he's cost controlled but we're in this two-year window we can't wait for development let's take the sure the two-time cup champion winger I just threw out the two Swedish ones as examples of. I, I think that's what they would be looking for. Uh, proven wingers. They 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 lost um, Sharp, Hemsky, and Hudler. You know they all had varying degrees of success with the team, but you know that's still three three guys they lost. Yeah. 
So, you know, have that's, to food, for, that's food for thought. Um, I don't think it's a, a likely or a probable trade, but when I was trying to connect the dots with what the Penguins could feasibly give up from a position of strength to get position of weakness and make have it make sense for the other team, I, I thought there was a mild fit between the two clubs there. Although, you know, after I post the damn thing, I noticed that their $2.9 million cap space, uh, well, Hornquist and Hagelin both make four-something, so there'd, there'd have to be, um, you know, something dealt with the salary there. Um, what do you do with Yuri Hoodlow? Uh, he's a free agent. That's sort of what I mean. So why don't the Penguins pick him up and play him at center? He's, no, he's played it before. Wing. He's more a wing. Uh, Unlike Jokinen, Jokinen has played a lot of wing lately, but Jokinen was a legitimate center for a, quite a quite a while. I don't I don't think Hoodler that fits is, the that fits that. Um, and I'm pretty certain they're going to trade for their center from everything that I've read. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't look to me like it's going to be a, a free agent that comes in to try and fill that hole at all. But yeah, with the topic of Dallas being win now, I could see them, um, you know, moving a guy that probably will be good for them in the future, but not at their apex in their in their win now window. So that's really all I have to say on Dallas. Should be interesting to watch them. Uh, now it's a valid point compete this year in the central because last year was a down year for them had to have been disappointed yeah, but it was injury related i mean i know i know the goalies went spectacular um yeah but, but they, a lot they of were close to league average last year the year before they were terrible yeah. last year they were 919 yeah it was 23rd in the league but that's not like carolina at 912 Nine twelve is okay. insurmountable. And you're and you're right about um, you're right about that two year window because with the um, with the bishop contract, um, it's just like well, there's going to be compliance buyouts after the next lockout, so they can probably compliance their way out of that one. Yeah, depending on how rich their owner is. And if they even want to do stuff like that. So, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, want to run down some of the individual players? And then... Go for it. Um, well, I thought the biggest free agent this year was Kevin Shattenkirk. And usually the biggest free agent of the year cashes out on term and money. I think the Rangers did a really great job here. Four years, yeah, twenty six point yeah. six million. The cap hit will be six point six five. I think it's totally fair. In fact, Kevin, yeah, you left a lot of money on the table. Well, a lot of yeah. I mean, he's twenty eight right now. Brings him to thirty two. That's more than reasonable for an open market player. As we just talked about Radulov at 31 getting six years. 
Yeah. I just it's the length for me that the Rangers have done really well on. I wouldn't have surprised me if they paid him a little bit more per year to have a four year deal. So um the fact that they got it at six point six five um shows you that the market was flat this year. Eh, um I think a little bit of it or a lot of it was he he wanted to go there. No, they would have just been um, bargaining against themselves. Fully appreciate that, but it helps that there's. Uh, I think it helps that there's not a lot of there weren't a, a lot of other high end defensemen out there um, for teams to sort of bid to and fro against. And you know, recency bias. I don't think his playoff run helped. Yeah, and the funny part about that playoff recency bias is he was saddled to Orpik, and then when they changed his partner to Orlov, they kicked ass. Yeah, I know. And even with Orpik, so, what you... they weren't. He wasn't bad. I, I, I looked his. No, no. I looked up his stats for from the playoffs, and he was comfortably living in the other team's offensive zone when he was on the ice. All you want Shattenkirk to have the chance to do is play with McDonough and not Mark Stahl. Just play the two of them together. Yeah, McDonough really deserves it. (laughs) Yeah, he's gone through a hell of a lot of hell. You know? It's crazy. The Rangers, uh, you know, unlike the Capitals, bought out their horrible, overpaid uh, defensive problem in Dan Girardi. And it allowed them to go get a Kevin Shattenkirk. And, and Brendan Smith. The, the Capitals lose Kevin Shattenkirk, keep Orpik, and, you know, bleed talent. <laughs> yes, they did bleed it. And, <sighs> you know, for the Rangers to go from Girardi to Shattenkirk is... It's not going to solve... Like, they, they got other issues, but that it's a great yeah, but signing. That solves the... That solves a big problem of being able to move the puck out of their zone, though. It really does help. One, you get rid of the anchor in Girardi, and you add in a mobile, very good passing defenseman. So um, that, to me, is a it's a twofold win, really. It's addition by subtraction and addition by addition. Although you got to wonder who's playing center for them. Zibby. There's one, but... Yeah, that's as far as they only need one. They, I mean... <laughs> you make a very good point. Stepan, that, you know, he quietly went about his business and was decent. Yeah, it's quietly good. What did they get for you, that? You, I can't recall. Are they going Feels like to forever rely, ago. Yeah, I know. Are they going to rely on Kevin Hayes to step up and be a number two center? Because that's what they're asking for, really, is Hayes and... JT Miller to, to step up and do that. Is Miller a center? Uh, center right wing. Yeah. I can't keep it straight. No. So, you know, it's they've shifted their money around a little bit in regards to where it sits on their roster. Um, we'll see what happens, I suppose. Yeah. But they landed the, the, the get the big get of the free agency to a really good contract. So kudos on that. Um, Joe Thornton is not a Pittsburgh penguin. He is not a Nashville predator. He's not anything but a shark. Uh, 
He, um, mm. it, which is fine. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think it, he did a good job there to eight millions, you know, a good chunk of change, and it's a one year contract. <laughs> but I really thought um, he had some cool options out there. Oh, the I Sharks are still going to was... be okay. They're just not in that. Yeah. Conversation of. You know, making a run for it anymore. I don't think. The the thing that's funny for me is that Thornton signed and then Marlowe left. Yeah, I don't know what the Leafs are doing with that one. No, I get it. I don't. I know why they've done that. I I, I get it. Like in a sarcastic I, um, way? No, no, no. I legitimately get it. I understand why they've gone and grabbed him. Um, it's just that third year, but... Why I think him, that's the lockout why three year, years isn't it? and why six six million? What? Well, those those two, they obviously think that they're going to be able to fit it into the cap, or they wouldn't have done it for next year because they've got a stack load of youth that they have to re-sign next year, right? So my theory is that they're either going to trade one of the young forwards to get better on the back end. Um, because that's something that everybody that follows the Leafs with any sense has said is those are the sorts of things that they're going to have to do. They just have to pick which one they're going to move. Uh, so that's the hard part. Um, yeah, but three you know, years, it's be over six mil a year for, uh, what is he, 38? He's coming off a 1.47 points per 60 season at even strength. 38? I didn't know he was that old. I mean, the, he can still skate, though. Like, this is the thing. Like, he can still move. What's his possession like? He still pushes the needle the right way. I know his production's dropped off, but, you know, it's the same thing with Thornton. If you bring him on board and, and don't play him in minutes, like don't overplay him in minutes and try and How, get his, his can't rates up. Six mil, though. No, your argument there is a good one as He's well. He's an average possession guy on... His, his relative possession is literally zero, which means he's... Average on his team. On a good team. Yeah. So it's 51.1. You know, it's not bad, but like, they didn't have to do that. No, they we didn't. Named, we I named, mean, I... sign, sign fucking Yager for a year. If you want to go that route, he'll take a one year deal. Yeah, Babcock would never have Yager on this team. I just don't like. No. Um, because here's the, here's the other thing I was reading, um, the athletic, uh, the Toronto yep. version of it. Uh, it's actually, that's a really good site. I'm glad that I, uh, there's a free plug for you, Mr. Myrtle. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. I I've enjoyed it since I started, uh, subscribing to it. And, uh, his article spoke about Nathan Horton and Joffrey Lupel having long-term injured reserve contracts and how that kind of works. And the longer you wait to activate that, I think it's better for you than if you do it right away. And they don't have the cap space anymore after Marlowe to wait. They have to put them both on right away. <clears throat> and I forget. It's not my strength, the CBA stuff, so forgive me if I Is it goof it? that up. But I think <laughs> the general consensus uh, in the in the article is... Uh, yes, they can fit everything under the cap. Technically, they're over the cap right now. Yeah, that's that 10% inflator in the offseason. And they still have to it? sign Connor Brown, I believe. 
Yeah, I read that that's going to be a problem for them. So, I just... The three years is a problem. The over six million is a problem. Targeting that player who's on an offensive decline is a problem for me. It seems it legitimately feels like a Lamorello and a Babcock-driven decision. Honestly, look look at the Maple Leafs roster moves the last year and not really looking... uh, analytically savvy any of them no, um, and it's it was always one of those things. I, rem- I remember us discussing the the lamorello pickup it's like is he just going to be a, a rolodex so that he has all the contacts that pe- he, the, the the other guys can use their skill sets for and you know communicate out to no lamorello is running the same sort of ship that he ran in new jersey so it's starting to drift that way. So I can understand why they did what they did. Your arguments against doing that are, are, are solid. I fully understand that. So I, I, I didn't like the Marlowe signing. Um, I do think he will technically make them a better team. But for how long is it going to be for the three years? It's not even a guarantee to be for the first. <clears throat> My only concern with this for them is, does it affect them their ability to to keep their young core together? Because that a- anything that players, compromises that is a loss. Yeah, and 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 for me is if if this deal ends up being the bra- the you know the straw that breaks the camel's back on this one, then that's just a terrible signing. Simple as that. And they signed Ron Hainsey to play second pairing minutes. It's like all right. <sighs> Gardner or Riley, which one of you is uh, the lucky winner? Yeah. Play him in a third pair and he's going to be okay, but push him up the, the roster and... Oh, excuse me. They won in You win a Stanley Cup. That's what happens. <laughs> this is true. Um, very true. Let's see. There's some, you know... Carl Alsner got paid by Montreal. They they just yeah. don't have any interest in playing twenty five or younger defensemen. Yeah, I don't get that one. There was never going to be a getting that kind. Con- you knew he was going to get um paid, and he got five years, so he's twenty eight right now. He's going to make four point six mil doesn't move the needle offensively and he's not an elite defender so why what's the point yep you're paying to just have a guy play 20 mediocre minutes a night you gotta pay 4.6 million for that well you can find some kid to do that if you had the the guts to trust them um they'll play him next to weber i'd suggest as well maybe so there's a bunch of defensemen that don't exactly move fleet of foot. Now they got Weber, Petrie, Alston, well, who else Schlemko, are you play next? Jordy, Ben. Yeah, it's not an impressive group. I guess no. I guess while we're talking Montreal, we can talk about that goalie contract. <sighs> they had to pay him, but they're going to regret paying him. Should have traded him. 
or should trade him. We've said, I've said it on this podcast before. They are in the worst spot with him because the age where the contract kicks in, the leverage the player has over the organization, the money is huge. The cap hit is huge. For a body that hasn't held up real well the last couple of years as well. Injury signs. Next year he will make $4 million more, and he was a $6.5 million goalie already. I mean, he is he is the current top standard of goaltending. It's like, I think, you know, there, there's him and Lundqvist and Holtby uh, are the three. Um, and he's blown the, the goalie market out of the water in regards to what he's getting paid. Even if so, you have the best goalie, yikes. I still, 10.5 mil, I mean, you're really sacrificing other... I just hate the thought of relying on a goalie to get you through. So when we picked on the Dallas Stars for spending X amount of money on their goaltending, how much was that? It was 11 mil, wasn't it? Mm, Yemi was 4.5. It was about that, yeah. Yeah. Well, in one player over the next eight years, the Montreal Canadiens are spending more than that every year. With injury in that, history. In that one, yep, in that one position. And... You just sit there and go, well, if we're going to pick on the Dallas Stars for throwing so much money at that position, like Carey Price can only do so much. And admittedly, when he had that MVP, he did quite a lot. But at 10.5 mil, how else are you going to fill the roster? And Weber's at 7.8 forever. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a bad roster. It's not really win now, and it's not really win ever. Yeah, I feel for Max Pacioretty. Yeah, there's another guy on a mint contract. Galchenyuk's another good contract, but they don't don't want to play him at center. Druin? I I don't mind the Druin trade, but, like, what else you got going on here? Petrie, There's no depth. Petrie's at five point five million for the next four years. That's Alsner, Weber, Petrie, Alsner. That's their defense core. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Ish is right. Um. Yeah, I. You, you knew that the price contract was gonna just be bad value for the team and you knew the GM wouldn't give a shit <laughs> yeah I mean he had him over a barrel though <laughs> Mark Bergevin was never going to be the general manager that traded him away traded a better contract away I know I know yeah imagine if they kept Subban and had the guts to trade price before giving that contract, they'd be in a really pretty decent spot. Good spot. Yep. So, um, I guess we can talk about the other big contract. Connor McDavid got a lot of money. Not as much as I think he should have gotten. There seems to be a, a sentiment out there from certain people that he's greedy and took too much, and that's just dopey. Um, excuse me. It's it's funny how 
like certain parts of the media kept saying, oh, he has to take less for the team to be any good. It would be irresponsible of him to take the full amount. That it's okay for Taves and Kane, who have already won, to go and take. I just I don't understand the double standards on it. It's it just it makes Edmonton no media sense. just carries the water for the team. It doesn't matter what makes sense or what's logical. It's just they can't help themselves but to make excuses for a franchise that has been really shitty, has had incredible luck, and they're still just kind of. Um, so, how much did he actually knock back? Was it like seven, seven and a half, seven hundred and fifty grand, wasn't it? Less that he took every year than the original report. Yeah, I think so. Right. So that's not the problem. The problem is the four million dollars to Chris Russell. Um, yeah, it's again their their cap savings. They spend on complete shit. Well, because you've got Chris Russell at four and Milan Lucic at six. There's ten mil. For, yeah, for forever. And well, let's be honest, like, part of Milan Lucic is six mil is getting Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall out of town. Yeah. I know. And then you get Everly out of town to what? Chris Russell? McDavid's going to get to the age of 23 and has will have not won a title. Because of the way this run, and his window in Edmonton will have been closed. Basically, yep, and it will all be on his shoulders, and that's not the case. I hate that he signed for eight years. Oh, he was never. I I, I really he he should have asked for fifteen for three, or something. Yeah, get him the hell out of there, please. I hate that. He was never gonna, so much. I he was it. never going to do I that. It. I hate it. He's a good Canadian kid. He was never going to do anything to rock the boat. You know that. I know that. He looked thrilled when he got picked. Yeah, we've mentioned that a couple of times as well. Uh, but here's the thing. 12.5 mil the, to a player that might be better than Crosby is okay. That sounds pretty great for eight years. Like, it's a great contract for Edmonton. And yeah. I know they're not set up, though. Their window is not set up to extend into his prime. Well, technically, what's his prime? 21 to 24? Well, 24 to 26 it usually peaks, but, like, he's going to have That's... incredible numbers through all that. Like, he's, yeah. what, 20? Yeah, like, you're talking the next six, pretty much the life of the contract. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. With very, I have no reservations about that. He's going to kick ass every year of this contract, as long as injuries uh, don't take hold of him. Which you know, in this league, who knows? But the other stuff surrounding yeah. him, I mean, I can't believe someone give Drysdale an offer sheet and make that dummy match it. Oh, well, I, I don't hey Drysdale, here's, here's eight or nine million. Give him the Kuznetsov deal. The um, and then Chiarelli's come out and said he'll match whatever Great. they. And offer. I remember Darcy Rigier saying the same thing about Thomas Vanek back in the day, and he let. This is the funniest part. Four Edmonton first round picks go to keep Vanek. They were Edmonton picks. 
and Bannock would that's not have kessel. made them significantly better. No, that's the Kessel bloody Boston Toronto trade. That yes, a little bit, except for four years of it. Yeah, wow! Imagine that across that. Darcy Regeer didn't have the courage to let Vanek go because Briere and Drury left because he mangled both of those situations the same off season. But really, the the best move of the bunch would have been thank you for the first four first round picks for this streaky scoring winger that doesn't really drive possession. Someone should offer sheet it and make a match. Ooh, I, I know we've talked about offer sheets, but all right, fine. You matched it? Great. Well, we just screwed up your cap, and now Connor, well, Mc... and now Connor McDavid is neutralized. If you're in the, that division or in that conference and you have the space and you actually want the player and you're willing to do the draft picks, just send that sheet over, have him sign it, and worst-case scenario, you screwed over the competition. That's how it should well, that's, work. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. If, if, you're, if you are an in-conference team, that's a great way to make things a little bit easier for yourself. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Dreisaitl ends up with. Even without the offer sheet, I still think Chiarelli will screw himself with the Dreisaitl contract. Kind of, I, don't, I can't put my finger on what kind of number he'll get. You know, which makes the UC Okanen signing so much more bizarre. Well, it's not, it's good. It's not really bizarre. Bizarre, maybe. It's bizarre that you're uh, that, yeah. smart enough to do it. That's my more my point. I'm trying to look up Dre's idol's history here. He was bad his rookie year. 1.05 points per 60. But then the next two years, he's above 2.0. So he's he's been good. He has. I bet he gets, I bet he gets Kuznetsov money. And if they get him for eight, they get him through till 29. So, you know, if it's 20 million or 21 million between him and McDavid, you've still got six tied up in Nugent Hopkins. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to get traded for some middling veteran defenseman. It, you know, it's going to be kind of yeah, funny. You know it. You those, know it. All of those draft picks that went through there when they were just terrible will all be gone. Everly, Hall, Nugent Hopkins. I mean, that, that one hasn't happened yet, but yeah. No, but well, Yakupov. Yeah, I can't see them. I can't see them keeping Nugent Hopkins basically because they're really happy with Mark Letester and they'd probably have rather have him played as their third line center than Nugent Hopkins and try and have three scoring lines. To be honest. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I can see them doing. Rather than going for, <clears throat> you know, three aggressive scoring lines and then using Latestu as a Matt Cullen-like, you know, fourth-line center, all of a sudden they've got great depth down the middle. You, you, you move Nugent Hopkins to try and fill up a hole that you could have fixed by not signing Chris Russell, um, you know, weakens you in a different spot in the roster. So, yeah. Good luck to Connor McDavid. I just, nah, whatever. Stupid lottery ball. Can't, 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 can
that follows Pittsburgh can't really complain about the lottery ball machine too much. No, no, but, but I, you know, yeah, I guess the the last thing I'll add on the contract is uh, it would probably be best if you talked about cap hits as a percentage of the team's cap space. Rather Micah. Than actually, yeah, there's there's Micah's shout out. <laughs> um, it, it makes it more accurate when comparing the earlier stages of the salary cap era. Like when Sid signed, it was for a similar percentage of the cap. The cap, yeah. the cap did go up and it got better. So, and it probably will with this one. So, um, that's yeah. really all I have to say about the McDavid stuff. Um, I just um, hope he stays healthy and he's fun to watch. Yeah, well, the health thing is the the big one for any superstar player. You want them on the ice for as often as you possibly can, basically. Um, do you want to run through some of the questions and close this thing out? Uh, yeah, let me just scroll down and find the start of them. We covered off the Carolina one. Um, did we get, we haven't really covered off the Pittsburgh third center, have we? Just a little bit with the Foxa stuff. Yeah. Like Wolfie, I'm not, I'm not going to mention your Scuderi question. I'm sorry, Wolfie. That's just not going to happen. I, I would, I would play. I'm answering his question, <laughs> that jackass. Um, what was it, 30 minutes of Scuderi or five minutes of Latang? That's it. Five minutes of Latang. They just won a cup with zero minutes of Latang. <laughs> so there. That's my answer. <laughs> they, they, they got by with zero. Um, I can do with five. I can't do 30 of the other. I no, won't. I point. won't do 30 of the other. Right, so a le- an actually reasonably legitimate question here from uh, Pete Abate. What will it take to treat 87 and 71 like goalies and sit, them, sit one of them for back-to-backs? San Antonio Spurs do this uh, in yep. basketball, and they, they catch from. heat for it, though. Who cares? Oh, no, wow. I, no, I know. they. It's tough. Um, man. I'd be pissed if I went to a Penguins game. Yeah, I know. That's the shit part. Playing. Again, from a, a competition standpoint where I'm on the coaching staff or I'm the owner or I'm the GM, there's certainly merit in, in doing that and resting, especially as you get um, older in age. I'm surprised Yager doesn't. Well, didn't Solani? Timmy missed games. Right? They, yeah, so... It has happened. I don't expect it to happen. I do think there's a benefit in it. Um, selfishly, uh, I would hate it if I went to a Penguins game and those guys were healthy scratches. I totally agree, and I, I get that aspect of it. But if you're looking at it from a big picture, um, it's something that they should seriously, seriously consider. So, you know, I, I can't see it changing, but... You know, what's what's next? Thought it wasn't too bad a question. No, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a deeper answer for that. But I, it's just, no, there it, is benefit to it. I do think, and uh, I don't see it happening. So, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it in the context of the fan. I looked at purely as a, um. 
from, from a coach's perspective, basically, forgetting that if I was to go and watch them and either of them weren't playing when they could have been, I'd be pissed as. Um, okay, so don't cry for me, Yan Hadina asks, does Matter's status, status hinge on what the plans are for Cole after 17-18? Should the Penguins look at retaining Cole? I don't think his status is tied to Ian Cole at all. You think he's going to get moved anyway? Humata? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think so. I don't... I, put it this way. If he gets moved or not, I don't think it has a damn bit of difference to do with Ian Cole. Do you? Do you? No, I, well... It just comes down to... I don't know what's going on with that back six. You know, I'm happy with Latang and I'm happy with Schultz, right? Um, I, I sit there and... If, any, if anything, for, it's, if you're looking at Cole, Hunwick is the one to look at. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that's to 35. That's I, I think the three years on that is the thing that absolutely fucks me off with, with that signing is the fact that it's till he's 35. Because Ian Cole is going to be 29 at the end of his deal, and are you sure? I it says he's well, an RFA. Ian Cole, Ian Cole is 28. How is he an RFA? That must be a mistake. And he's a UFA. Okay. <clears throat> so he'll be 29 at the end of that deal. I think he should rightfully ask for more money. Whether or not he should get that, two different things, and he probably shouldn't get it from. Pittsburgh. No, that's going to be one of those you got to walk away from Nick Benino type of things. Yep, Uh, but you should have walked away from Matt Hunwick as well. uh, Um, uh, The three years is the issue, not the... If it was a one-year deal, I I don't really have much of a problem with it. I could have dealt with two years as well, but that third year for a guy that's not known for being the greatest skater suddenly throws us back into that Ron Hainsey sort of a uh, he's not, not. He's not that. He's not a bad skater. He he moves a bit. He's okay. So my biggest issue with everything that goes on with that back end is the mishandling of Derek Pouliot. Well, to be honest, you know, um, they don't know what they've got with him. That's the thing that annoys me. They've got no idea whether this guy can be consistently uh, an NHL number four, five, or six, um, <clears throat> and they're relying on Oli Marta to play up to his contract now, um, whereas it felt for me when he signed that contract that he would have to play down to it um, for Pittsburgh not to run away with it as a steal. And I don't know what to expect from, from him next year. So, you know, theoretically, he's the third best defenseman they've got. Mm, fourth. Behind Cole? Dumoulin. Oh, fuck, forgot about Dumoulin. <laughs> oh, well, I've got to sign him and Sheary, so... Which will get done. It'll be interesting to see those numbers. I don't think Dumoulin has much of an arbitration case, to be honest. No, you've been on that with the lack of actual offensive production. He's yeah. one goal. Yeah, that might not be enough. His quality of teammate kicks ass. <laughs> he should get something. He's on the ice with Sid a shitload. Yeah. And he does not produce offense, and... Now, that Except is not me saying golf. that he does not contribute, because I do think he facilitates the proper breakout to the forwards to get going, and that has value. But, you know, 
come on, where are the, where are the secondary assists? Right? The problem you've got when you give it... And it's strange, it and I know I've mentioned this before, he yeah. used to quarterback the Wilkesbury power play. He's not void of offensive being able to do things. It's it's always I'm I'm perplexed at the lack of offensive output by Dumoulin, but that's a different topic for another day. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're out of questions. We are. We are because yeah. the other I ones guess that were there, we didn't do a good job podcast. promoting it. It was from a few days ago. So. Well, all right. Well, it was good to get back, even though it took a little time. Some people decide to go traveling around the world. Well. Yeah, a day flight sort of does that to you. I liked your layover location. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. Obviously, you probably just yeah. stayed at the airport, though. Correct. I had three hours in the airport, and I think we're going to Abu Dhabi. What, what was the view like, well. though? Did you get to see those islands? No, it pitch black. We were, oh, like, it was, it was like okay. Three in the morning, so I don't even know what time we're flying back the other way, whether we end up in the same time zone or whether we actually have some light. I'm just not sure. I think it would be cool to see those islands from the the air. I mean you could see the you could see the the skyline of the city because well, it's just bright lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so even even in the aircraft, as you're coming into land, you can just see how big those goddamn buildings are, and you just go, "This is in the middle of nowhere." Yeah, there is like it's just it's just desert, 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 city, and fake man-made islands. Yeah, so weird. Um, congratulations to our iTunes users. You have your feedback. Sorry about that. Oh, shit, yeah. Thanks for your patience, guys. <laughs> um, so that's it's good. Now everybody can get it the way that they've always been getting the podcast. Uh, grateful for the new reviews that we've gotten. They've all been positive, um, and we would encourage more of them if possible. Uh, HockeyHurts.com, hockey. At hockey underscore hertz is the Twitter handle. At Walshy66 for Cameron's Twitter handle. Mine is Gunner Stahl. And my Penguins articles are at hockeybuzz.com. Do we? And we're on Facebook. Ah, yes. As well. Facebook, which I said I would do more with. The new edition, that's why we don't remember it. <laughs> we'll post stuff on Facebook too. So give a like. We've gotten uh, building those up. And. Um, you know, we'll see you uh, in about a week, right? Hope so. Just depends on how hungover I am from the uh, cricket. Yeah, you're going to be there for a while. No, I don't get back to Australia until the 25th, I think. Of July? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So. Nice little vacay. It is, yeah. Back to winter, though. Yes, but it's the other side of winter where the sun starts to come up at a much better time, and it goes down a lot later, so it's good. (laughs) Nice. All right, well, we'll see everybody next time. Gotcha, guys.